in this episode, we talk about how to deal with decision fatigue. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. To another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at something that we all struggle with, something that uh, affects us on a day-to-day basis, especially when we are trying to move forward, create progress, change our lives, accomplish our goals. Uh, This thing is something that uh, rears its ugly head pretty much when we need it the least. It always pops up when we are most vulnerable. Of course, I'm talking about decision fatigue and the role that it plays in our day-to-day lives as we try to accomplish each of our goals. So this is going to be a super good episode. But before we jump into it, let's take a look at today's sponsor. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. And when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. Well, there's an incredible app for that, and it solves that problem with ease. I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books and Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break or while you exercise. Just 15 minutes. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. It has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. One of the books I've been meaning to read for a while is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. It's one of those books that I hear about constantly, but I just haven't had a chance to pick up yet. Thankfully, with Blinkist, I can go through it in 15 minutes and then decide, do I want to pick up the full book or not? Either way, I get the information and I can walk away knowing what that book is about and using its insights to improve my life. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to start your free seven day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at blinkist.com slash tiny leaps. Okay, so if you are a longtime listener of this show, uh, you are familiar with the idea of decision fatigue. I've talked about it before. It's not exactly a brand new concept, uh, and you've probably experienced it yourself. But 
before we jump into talking about how decision fatigue affects us and more importantly, how we can build our lives and our routines and our habits to avoid it and to mitigate its effects, we have to start with a general understanding of what decision fatigue actually is. So I'm going to pull a quote here from an article on James Clear's blog at jamesclear.com. I, of course, have the full article linked up in the description, so I recommend clicking the link and checking out the full article. Uh, But the article goes, quote, as it turns out, your willpower is like a muscle and similar to the muscles in your body, willpower can get fatigued when you use it over and over again. Every time you make a decision, it's like doing another rep in the gym. And similar to how your muscles get tired at the end of a workout, the strength of your willpower fades as you make more decisions. End quote. So this comparison of willpower to uh, your muscles is one that I find really valuable for illustrating how decision fatigue works. If you go out for a run or you go and you lift weights or you do anything sort of physical, over time you are wearing down that muscle and it starts to get weaker. It starts to lose its strength for that day. And after you go to sleep, you you get a good night's sleep, you wake up the next morning, your body has recovered. It started to repair itself. Willpower works the same way. As you make decisions, as you make conscious choices, you are weakening that decision-making muscle. And when you go to sleep, when you get a good night's sleep, you wake up, it has refreshed itself, and you're able to start over. Now, another name for decision fatigue is something called ego depletion. And the definition of that is, quote, ego depletion refers to the idea that self-control or willpower draws upon a limited pool of mental resources that can be used up. When the energy for mental activity is low, self-control is typically impaired, which would be considered a state of ego depletion, end quote. Now, it's important to understand that ego depletion and decision fatigue are essentially the same thing because when we start to look deeper at ego depletion, and of course, when we use the word ego there, they mean in the psychological sense, not in like the cockiness sense, right? So ego being your psyche. Um, When we look at ego depletion, there are a few more lessons we can learn that maybe we wouldn't learn if we just looked at it as decision fatigue. So for example, it's been found through various studies that with ego depletion, autonomous behaviors do not cause ego depletion, whereas conscious behaviors do. So for example, when you engage in a habit or you follow a routine, you are not actually draining your willpower. You're not causing ego depletion. But when you are consciously making a choice, when you are um, uh, sitting down and deciding something, Anything that you have to put mental resources towards, you are causing ego depletion or draining your willpower. So that's an important distinction to understand. Not every activity you engage in on a day-to-day basis causes ego depletion. And similarly, the activities that you engage in on a day-to-day basis, the decisions you make on a day-to-day basis have varying effects of ego depletion. They affect your willpower and drain your willpower in varying ways, depending on how involved and how difficult and a number of other factors around those decisions. So there's two key takeaways here. Number one is that everyone has a reserve of mental energy and each decision we make, each conscious decision we make draws 
on it. Every time we have to decide something, whether that decision is what am I going to wear today or it's something like choosing to not eat that candy, because that's the other part. Um, Choosing not to do something is still a decision. It's still requiring mental resources. And this is where it gets difficult when we are looking at our personal development and our growth from day to day. Because if you have depleted your ego, if you've uh, fatigued your decision making capabilities, then all of a sudden you're met with a situation where you could choose to continue down a path you have chosen or you could choose the easier option. So, for example, if you are on a diet and after dinner you are deciding do I have dessert or not? On a day when you have depleted your ego, you're in decision fatigue, you're very likely going to have dessert. And then that causes you to fail at that goal and start trending backwards. So it's really important to understand that making decisions not to do something still qualifies as making decisions and still affects ego depletion. And then another thing I want you to take from this is that uh, habits, routines, anything that is autonomous either does not cause ego depletion or it causes it to a much less effect than conscious decisions, things that you are choosing to engage in and have to spend actual mental resources to do. So how do we avoid this? Now that we understand ego depletion, decision fatigue, now that we understand that habits and other autonomous behaviors do not cause ego depletion, now that we understand that conscious behaviors do cause ego depletion, how do we avoid this? So there's two main ways that I would recommend. The first is proactive. So you are proactively trying to avoid decision fatigue. And this is when you optimize your day-to-day routine to reduce unnecessary decisions. Now, I don't know for a fact that this is true, but I remember hearing a story many years ago about how the president of the United States at that time, which I believe was Barack Obama, uh, how President Obama had his suits and the clothes he was going to wear decided for him the night before. This was not a decision that he left to himself to make. Now, this seems silly, right? We all decide what we're going to wear in the mornings, or maybe we even do it the night before to save time. So it seems silly that the president wouldn't do that. But think about it. Somebody in a situation like the president, where being in a state of ego depletion could mean the difference between life and death. And, and that's that's very serious because think what would happen if there were an attack on the United States and the president had just made a thousand different decisions and was now struggling with ego depletion. Their ability to react, their ability to make the right decisions, their ability to make the right calls would be compromised. Now, it might be minor. It might not be a, a huge difference, but any tiny difference matters when you're looking at that scale. And this is for a similar reason why people like Steve Jobs famously wore the exact same outfit every single day. People like Mark Zuckerberg famously wears the exact same outfit every single day. It's partially to reduce the number of decisions they have to make because the level of decisions they are making on a day-to-day basis are so large. So some ways that we can proactively approach decision fatigue is to, one, choose your outfit the night before. That way you make the decision based on the previous day's stores of 
mental resources. Uh, another thing that you can do is set out your clothes for your workouts. Now, this one is super interesting because it's actually less about the clothes and more about pre-committing to doing the workout. You don't have to wake up and decide, am I going to work out today? Because you made that decision the night before when you put out your clothes. And then another way that you can approach it is meal prepping, planning out your meals throughout the entire week. Every single day of the week that you have to decide what you're going to eat is using up mental resources. Now, again, it might be minor, but these are just some ways that we can proactively approach decision fatigue. And then what do we do if we're already there? How do we react to it? Well, that's the second approach to avoiding it is reactive. And that is giving yourself space to reset and improve decision making, i.e. taking a break. Humans are not machines. We cannot always make the most logical decision possible. Oftentimes we make emotional decisions because we are suffering from decision fatigue. And so instead of making that decision right then and there, if you're able to delay the decision and give yourself some time, take a break, step out for the day, just do something fun or spend time with people that you enjoy. If you're able to do that for yourself, you can actually give yourself the time to regain some of those mental resources and be able to make better decisions going forward. So those are the two approaches to avoiding it is the proactive, i.e. optimizing your day and utilizing the previous day's decision resources to make decisions for the next day so that you have to use less the next day um, or reactive, which is much more about taking a break, stepping back and giving yourself time to recover. So here are the key takeaways of this episode. Number one, plan to make decisions early in the day. As you go through the day, you are going to be making more and more decisions about any number of things across the entire spectrum of your life. And so all of those key decisions, the things that really truly matter, the earlier you can make them, the better off you're going to be. Number two, make small decisions like what to wear ahead of time. Use yesterday's resources and take advantage of those mental resources to make decisions about today. That way you don't have to dip into today's resources to make those decisions. And then finally, avoid impulse decisions. This goes back to that reactive nature. If you are in a situation where you have to make an impulse decision and it is something that will affect you in a positive or negative way for a long period of time, depending on how it plays out, if it's a major decision, do not make that as an impulse decision. Sit on it. Give yourself time to get to a place where your resources have been refilled and you're able to make a better decision. So I hope this was helpful to some of you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, find the podcast over on Instagram at Tiny Leaps. Just head over to Instagram and search Tiny Leaps. Give us a follow and drop a comment on our recent posts. I would love to connect with you on that platform and to share more of the visual side of this podcast. Thank you again for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day. Every day.